welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 106. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is George, the Bone King speaking, and I'm joined by... <laughs> it is I, James, Dr. Rude Ramos, MD. Wait a minute. Hello, freaks. That's, that's not who I'm usually joined by at that exact moment. No. I, we seem to be missing someone. I've locked the dude in the basement, and I'm not letting him out. Oh my gosh, did you at least tell him the safe word in case he wants to get out? Uh, yes, it's Geflugenheim. <laughs> I've told him, <laughs> I'm just not going to answer it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> anyway. Uh, no, the dude is actually uh, in uh, in the land of nerds right now. He's at Dragon Con. At what con? Uh, Dragon Con. Dragon these nuts! That's right. Oh! Okay. And that's what he's doing over there, Probably. in case you're wondering. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's at Dragon Con right now. Uh, having fun without us, so you yeah. know, he can go fuck himself. In a, well, I mean, there's a good reason. I mean, he's brave. That's the reason why. Sure. Because we're not brave enough to go just yet. Nope. Crowd's scary. Gross. Yeah, I so. know. So, you know, more power. We're infusing. We're putting our hands up in the air, fucking Goku style, giving the dude our energy. That's right. I want everybody listening <laughs> to randomly <laughs> raise your hands up. up in the air. Even if you're, dri- no, not if you're driving. Jesus Christ, I take that back. <laughs> Um, but anyway, no, especially uh, if you're driving. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. We're going to take advantage of the fact that the dude is not here and talk about a series that both of us know fairly well. What are we talking about today? Well, wait, hold on. What? I, I, do we know it fairly well, or do we know two entries in the series? I chose my well. words very well. Uh-huh. I, I chose my words well. Uh-huh. I know it fairly. We are doing well. a freaky five, top five Kingdom Hearts worlds. Freaky Five, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Sorry, I, I don't know why it's the top five. Freaky Five, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Worlds. That's right. Uh, there's a lot of nostalgia tied to this episode, I feel. Very much so. Um, in case we didn't hint at it before, we are those kind... And this is apparently a thing online, by the way. We are those Kingdom Hearts fans that only played one and two. No, and- see, that's just it. I did play more than that, but I refused to commit any of the other ones to memory. Wait, did you beat the other ones? No. See, that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to say I played, like, I played a little bit of it, but when I say play, I usually in- no, imply that I beat there's it. There's a few of the, at least a couple of the games that I probably quit about 75% into it simply because my will, my hard-headedness did not win that day. And that's a higher percentage point than even me. Like, I only <laughs> got like 25% of the way and I was like, that's cool. The ends, it, the world ends with you. That's a neat reference. <laughs> Would it drop? I've, okay, bye. I've tried to replay Dream Drop Distance like three times. It, it's just that mechanic. It's just that mechanic. And you know what? Someone modded it to be fucking playable in the sense that I they would took love it to out. See that. They took out the drop mechanic so you could just play through each campaign separately. Oh. It makes it so much. Anyway, before we get into any of that, let's talk into our recents. Talk into our recents? Talk about our recents. Let's Hello. do that too. <laughs> How are you? Well, you know, you better ask just to make sure. Uh, do you want to go I, first or me? Sure. Okay, go for it. So, uh, Mischievous really enjoys, like, competition shows. Okay. And for the most part, I hate them. Okay. Because I hate manufactured drama. Oh, boy, me too. But... Recent in recent years, I say the past like maybe four years, and I think uh the Great British Baking Show has a lot to do with this. Uh, another genre of competition shows has come out, which is like the warm, wholehearted competition show. Okay, so where nicer. they don't focus, yeah, where they don't focus on drama, like they actively encourage the contestants to help each other. Okay, like that kind of shit, you know. That's fair. I mean, uh, that's not bad. So, uh, mischievous and I have been really big into Lego Masters. Uh huh. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a Lego competition show. 
Okay, and that seems a little bit neater. It's just like I think I talked about this on the show before. How do you grade the Lego like well, they creations? Have, they have actual Lego masters as two of their hosts. I just mean like obviously they have themes and then they do it. And so you yeah, know, they have yeah. challenges. Like uh-huh. for example, your Lego, uh, your Lego creation has to survive an explosion, Jeez. or or not survive, but it has to have the most fantastic explosion. Or they did one where you had to put your Lego creation in a wind tunnel. Okay. And whoever survives at like the highest wind like speed like wins. Uh-huh. Uh but Will Arnett is the host, the voice of Lego Batman. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I, and it's a great show. It's a lot of fun. They're going to be like your Lego has to be able to cause an explosion. <laughs> and it's like, "Whoa." Uh, but they'll have like, yeah, they have just all kinds of themes and shit for the challenges. It's a lot of fun. Cool, uh, cool. Uh we've also been watching Making It. But hold on, that's not really so much like fake drama. That's like actual. No, just, that's what I'm saying. This yeah. is that. This is why I'm enjoying these more is because these don't have that fake drama. Element. When you say fake drama, could you give me some examples? Hell's Kitchen, okay, or shit like that, where it's all editing drama. You want me to give one that's gonna fucking be a hot take and might sure. lose our entire LGBT fan base? Go ahead, RuPaul. Oh yeah, I hate RuPaul's. Drag My race. boyfriend loves it, but. Dude, they have the exact same five sound effects every no, episode. Like, I can't. <laughs> all of them. Drag Race. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, there was one, Dragula. All of those fucking sucked. But it's not even that the concept is bad. It's just that they are yes. manufactured drama. It's yep. not actually the drama that's happening there. Yep. Stuff like in, in the outside of RuPaul, like in the Twitter, and like they're, the drag personalities interacting outside of the sure, show, absolutely. that's real. But the show itself yeah. is entirely scripted. Um, JoJo and I, or Mischievous and I, also uh-huh. watched uh, a, a special on Netflix mm. called Disclosure. Okay, it's a good uh, man. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a special because you can, I don't know if you call it a documentary, but I guess it's it's a documentary style special okay. on trans representation in media. Oh yeah, you yeah, and the concept of disclosure being like a thing like that trans people need to disclose their nature as transgendered. Okay. Uh, it's, it's about both topics and, uh, it was honestly fucking fascinating. Right. And this was the kind of sort of documentary. It yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, it kind of covered. Well, it has all... a lot of, it is a documentary. It's just, it's not about like a specific event. It's like a, but it has, you know, they have a lot of experts come on, a lot of trans actors, writers, stuff like that come on there. Because I think um, Al and I watched like the first bit of that. Okay. And when you start seeing like the early days uh-huh. of represent, it's like, wow, this got depressing yeah, real fast. Yeah, cringe <laughs> super hard. Yeah, man. Uh, and like, it's not even the early days. Like you get into like the 90s and early 2000s and you're just like, fuck. Yeah, we, we still have a little bit way to go. Like uh-huh. there's still some more that needs to be done. But you know what survived? What? Twin Peaks. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good job. Like, Lynch ahead of his time. <laughs> uh, like there's one uh, trans actress. I can't remember her name right now. But she talked about how like she got Candace Kane is okay. her name. Uh, she had a movie with um, one of the Baldwin brothers. Um, Both of them. Why not? No, man. Fuck. Alec? Uh, no, it was with Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Yeah, where she plays his love interest in the the movie. Okay. Uh, and, like, she got all of her friends over. Like, they were going to have a big watch party about it. They were all excited. And they're all watching. And she shows up on screen. And her entire house goes quiet. Because they dropped the octave of her voice down several levels. No. What yeah. the fuck? Oh, so like the Jesus. entire house goes quiet because she sounds 
like you expect the woman to sound. But then for this, for the, for the, a, joke, the actual movie, oh my God. it wasn't because it's it's worth noting. It's still one of the better representations of a trans character. But they wanted to make sure that the audience knew she was trans. But you know that 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 was a very common thing in the '90s. Whenever oh, yeah. they'd be like, "Hi there," and that was the joke, yeah. right? The the only all oh, you know what sucks because we're saying this is a terrible thing, but there's one character I love that does it. Dirty little secret is the name of the movie. By okay, the way. Alice from Super Jail. Huh? Alice from Super Jail does the voice thing. Oh yeah. So it's like shit. That's a little bit problematic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, it's a really good, really, really good special. Uh, openly encourage anyone to watch it. Okay. Uh, I also saw The Witcher: Nightmare of the Wolf, and that's a it's an animated Netflix prequel movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this follows the story of Vesemir, which is did you watch The Witcher? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's for those of you in the audience who have. Uh, you you remember Vesemir is a uh, Geralt. Uh, Gor- First question, then I'm sorry. This is Netflix, so yes. is it is it a, a prequel, or whatever story to the Netflix show or the game series? Uh, it's would be more related to the books because that's what the Netflix show is more based off of. But it's still within the world of the, of the Netflix world. show. Okay, yes. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um. So yeah, it is a prequel to the Netflix show uh, about Vesemir, who is Geralt's uh mentor. Okay. In the series, so it's him young and his whole story and how. It was really interesting. It, it was it was really good. I have one slight problem with it though. Okay, What's I that? like gore. And okay, I don't like gore that is like where its only purpose is to establish. Ooh, look, we're gory. Meaningless like, gore. What? Meaningless gore. I mean, I don't mind meaningless gore either in the right place, like in a horror, in a bad B movie or stuff like that. You get right, me? right. But in something where I'm actually supposed to be taking the story seriously. And I, look, this is maybe a minor spoiler for the first 30 seconds of the movie. Okay? Wow, how dare you? I know. But like the first 30 seconds of the movie opens with like two children getting brutally eviscerated. Oh my God. Like, and you see them get torn limb from limb. Fuck and it's him. so unnecessary other than to set the tone of, hey, we don't have boundaries here. Like we'll, we'll fuck up kids. I don't. Like, I, I didn't like that. There needs to be purpose behind your yeah. gore. Even in the even in Grindhouse like horror movies, it has a purpose in some areas, obviously, yeah. not every movie. I um, also didn't no. like Vesemir's haircut. He looked too uh, modern fuckboy. Uh-huh. But other than that, I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the premise. I enjoyed the acting. Uh, Sorry, just to piggyback off that, that's why Silent Hill only hinted at the murder of Billy and William Locane. Or, um, oh, God. Uh, Billy and Miriam Locaine. They 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 talk about two kids getting murdered yes. in Sound of Four, but they don't fucking show it. It it's more what's in your head that's scarier, right. and it takes a certain amount of restraint. But anyway, yeah. Uh yeah. Uh the main antagonist Tetra is uh, hotter than the interior of a car in a Florida summer. Ayo. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a fun watch. Uh, I also uh did something strange. To myself for Doctor Strange, you're saying Doctor Strange did something strange. Oh, Doctor Strange, oh, Doctor. No, I actually forgot about What If for a second. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I also watched the most recent episode of What If. Uh, it's probably my favorite one so far. Okay, that's it gets cool. Real dark. Just wait till we we'll do Marvel Zombies, dude. I'm sure they're gonna get there. Well, that's supposedly be weird. there's a. We'll, we'll talk about that. In news. Oh, I saw the one with the Avengers getting taken out. Whatever, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. Which I just thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but I think well, the interesting thing about this recent episode, I think this is the first episode where everyone in it is voiced by the correct actors. 
Uh-huh. Because, like, in previous episodes, like, Captain America wasn't voiced by Chris Evans. They couldn't get everyone, so... Uh, obviously, Scarlett Johansson was not the voice. Yeah, I was like, that's definitely not going to be her there. Yeah, no. no. Uh, but I think this is the first one where, like, Benedict Cumberbatch plays... Uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Uh, everyone. Everyone who you... Uh, Rachel McAdams plays uh I can't remember her name fuck love interest whatever yes <laughs> they they all uh, uh uh Wong is played by the right character everyone's played by the, who they're supposed to be which is great okay um and then I also watched 2011's Green Lantern oh why okay sure why not it's not as bad as I remember it being I mean it's like hmm. in the in the gradient of bad, like in the gradient of superhero movies, especially superhero movies that have come out since then, like it's so benign compared to like Catwoman or Batman versus Superman or like. <laughs> You've just seen so much worse in comparison. No, but the thing is, like, the, but the thing is, like, the what I where I make the differ the the difference is there's redeemable qualities in the Green Lantern movie. Uh huh. Like I like all of the stuff that takes place in Oa or in space or all of that stuff. I thought was great. Mm -hmm. uh, and for the most part, I like Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan. I think he did a great job. So where were the redeemable qualities in Catwoman? There weren't. Are you sure? Uh -huh. I don't think you're looking hard enough. Oh, okay. You should go back in there. Uh, Pitoff made a great film. Uh huh. <laughs> Look, man. Like you know what's bad where eat cat word uh Halle Berry in a bikini isn't enough for me to call it a redeemable quality they tried so hard uh -huh, to know. sell that angle to you though they tried. I know they did uh and it, I, I wasn't biting a female superhero the story's gotta be about makeup uh-huh oh geez stop it now anyway but, uh, yeah else? I like honestly like it's not that bad okay like I can like here's here's what I can say I can probably get about 45 minutes of a good movie out of it that's, I mean, again, if like it has if I redeemable threw it qualities. on into an editing program and edited out everything I didn't like, uh -huh. I'd get about a 45-minute movie out of it. Some nice visuals, I guess. But that's still more than I could say for a lot of other shit. Yeah, by comparison, if you're grading Wolverine on a curve. Origins, uh, fucking, yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I think that's why I watched it. I kind of forgot, and I had this idea in my mind of like, oh, no, this is like one of the worst. It really isn't. What you should do is, since you're editing the movie anyway to be shorter, just throw in that scene from Deadpool 2. <laughs> just the way it has a nice ending. You uh -huh, know? Yeah. I like it. But yeah, that's it for my recent... Well, and obviously Hunt. Still going... No, obviously, Still yes. doing the Hunt event. Or, or did you finish both uh, Jedi paths? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm in the second path now. Okay. And I misspoke last week. It's not uh, uh, It's not the, the path of light and the path of dark. It's pierce the light. And cut the light. This is so different. Uh-huh. It yeah, is. Yeah, In our episode about the Kingdom Hearts, is, it's yes, almost, you know, <laughs> it's almost purposeful. It is very Kingdom Hearts. But yeah, yeah I, uh, no, I, I'm in the, the second path now. So you're being, you're a nobody right and now. And I'm still playing Minecraft with my sister Cheyenne. Nice. And that's it. I haven't played anything else. Is, are you still building the same structure or are you on something new? We, oh my God. We moved over to our new home base and that was a whole ordeal. It's always how it is in Minecraft, uh, isn't it? <laughs> mostly building the bridge through the nether was a whole thing. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, recently uh, we're just playing around with some new mechanics in the cave and caverns update. 
That's fun. I actually don't even know about that update, so that's cool. Yeah, they uh, they uh, they actually added like big, expansive caverns and a couple new biomes. Like the... Minecraft has big caverns. No, not like this though. Like I, I, it's really hard to explain the difference. But they're like they're functional biomes now. Huh. Uh, okay. And they also added the lush cavern, which is really nice. Lush cavern. Yeah, that's what they called me in college. But that's gross. Cool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, and that is it for my recents. All right, that was a pretty solid recents. Thanks, man. Top up, top up. All right, it's all good. It's all love. It's oh, all love. no. <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> next up. Um, so I finished my playthrough. Here are my recents. So I finished my playthrough of Super Mario Sunshine slash the Sunbird mod. Uh huh. Um, this game surprisingly, uh, holds simultaneously holds up. I'm so sorry. Really quick. I know oh, you explained God. this, but briefly the sunburn mod does what again? Real quick? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you had a forgotten recent. I was like, no, you no, no, no. <laughs> the sunburn mod. Yeah, no, the sunburn mod. What it does is it actually, add, uh, it restores a lot of beta content. Oh, right, so right, right. You get new Got moves it. that you didn't have before. Yes. It actually enables that all the missions are active at the same time. Right. So you just do them all at the same time without uh, being booted out. They uh, added three worlds. Remember. Well, I'm just letting the audience know in case they forgot. But one of the stages they added was fucking Outset Island or Offset Island from Wind Waker. Cool. So you can just jump around the Zelda level as Mario. Um, yep, just threw my notebook across the table. Who? What are you wondering about? Anyway, um, in any case, so I I forgot how much more stressful Sunshine is in comparison mm. to 64. Like 64 has some pretty harrowing stuff, but Sunshine is a challenge. Yep. Like, they really want you to think outside of the box with that fucking flood thing. And that's great, because you can approach approach anything at almost any angle now. Um, even more so now that you have the reestablished moves, like the long jump and shit with right. the mod. So, overall, the game just reminded me how fucking stressful this game is, but there's so much content. And I would, I would even as go as far as to say that Isle Delfino is up there in, like, the in our Freaky Five best uh, hub worlds. Okay. Which will probably be a thing later on in the future. Write it down. But Delfino uh, Isle is amazing. Delfino okay. Plaza, I actually think it's great. Um, one other thing is that I... Are you I, Mr. Gay? I am Mr. Gay, but that's Galaxy. Oh, that was Galaxy. Yeah, Damn good it. try, I'm good sorry. try. Uh, but in any case, um, another thing I wanted to mention was just, I think it's impressive uh-huh. how they were able to make as many worlds as they did all beach-themed. <laughs> like, everything fits. Right. The whole island like island theme and the Caribbean and all that, and it's not samey at all. Right. There's a beach, there's a harbor, which has a lot of water involved. There's a fucking... Um, uh, the hotel, it's like a beach resort hotel. There's there's a lot of different things that actually kept it varied almost to the point. This is spoilers for Super Mario Sunshine. Fast forward in 10 seconds. Where the final boss, Bowser, is in a fucking hot tub. Right. Which is like, hey, they even worked in that angle for like the summer retreat vacation thing. And even Mario has short sleeves to his outfit. So much attention to, G- uh, to detail. Think it's a great game. Um, yeah, so I finished Sunshine. Great game. Uh, moving on. I uh, played a little bit of Fire Emblem because what stopped me from playing Three Houses, by the way, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Mm -hmm. what stopped me from playing that game was that they gave me too many choices. Does this ever happen to you, Dr. Rude? Where you'll get a game and there's Uh so many choices that you just stop. You can't. It's like, I can't even consider this. No, I do not get decision paralysis. I I get decision paralysis because I want my characters to have some an interesting angle to them and I will sit for a whole fucking week planning my characters before I even play the game. And that's a problem. So what I decided is, in order for me to actually enjoy this Fire Emblem, I'm going to have to treat it like the GBA games. No decisions. Just go. 
And you know what? I'm liking it a little bit more. Okay. So I actually have to scale my expectations because this game actually gives me too much. Very bizarre. Hmm. In any case, moving on, uh, the last thing. You know what? Just vaguely related to that. You know what's a thing I had to, like, teach myself to do? What's up? Because this is one thing that I, like, in games that have, like, multiple paths or where, like, decisions affect, like, outcomes. Sure. Like, I used to get, like, fucking paired. I was like, oh, no. What if this decision gets someone killed later? So, like. Bioware has hurt you, right? uh, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, I used to, like, before I made a decision, I'm like, no, pause the game. Look it up. Does someone die because I do this? Yes. I've had to teach myself to just, no, go with your natural choice and enjoy the story. Because I feel like doing that, stopping to look up the results and all that, really ruins the nature of those games. Well, that's where save scumming comes very in handy. Sure. You make sure you have a save if you're not sure, and then you come back if things fuck up. Right. Very easy. But, but no, no see, like, even that, I've, 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 I've trained myself out of. Okay. I like to let the story evolve as it's intended to that's based on my like on my gut instinct i like you know what that's a smart way because like you always want to get the completionist angle of a game but that's not what the developers intend exactly so maybe yeah i was definitely not that way with it makes it feel (laughs) less like a story like it, it it's much less immersive when you sit there and like micromanage your decisions you know what game i did that for actually what fallout oh remember it was anything with credits i had to pick it so okay. there was no real decision on my front with that, you know? So that's true. I actually like that method of playing a lot yeah. more than saves coming. That's true. Sorry. Go ahead. What was I talking about? <laughs> Your recents. Oh, right. Right. That's true. Um, <laughs> so uh, one thing also kind of paired with that. Yes. When I'm making my characters, I kind of yes. always want to make a character that's not the default. Yes. Because I don't know why I want to have like a different experience than what the default is. Okay. So like. I have to train myself out of that too. So mm. it's an interesting like RPG freaky five RPG lessons you've had to teach yourself. Sure. Don't save all the items for the final boss. You will just have too many uh-huh. shit like that. Anyway, moving on. Um, The last on my recents is I actually played the Sims four. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of a random pick because I got it for free for PS plus. So I was like, I might as well play this game that's downloaded. Runs like shit on the fucking PS4. Oh, great. Sorry, but it just doesn't run very well. But the one thing I will say about it is the changes, and I never really, and this is old. These are old changes because this game's been around for a while. But the changes they added, like they have these things called moodlets where they can have like different things like energized or flirty, which kind of tells what actions they're going to do. It's kind of a thing that already was in The Sims, but now you can actually see it in the UI. Um, so that's cool. And as I'm playing it, they added a lot of cool features. Like now there's a freelancer career, so you can actually work at home, Yeah. you know? And, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And my boyfriend, I'm like, you know what, what do you want to do? And he's like, I hate my job. I'd rather do this. (laughs) So he, I make him do the culinary career and he's doing that. And as I'm playing, I'm like, this is cool. You know, he's going to work in the morning and I stay at home and I work on the computer and then I don't really see him until later on it. This is just real life. Uh huh. Oh my god, it's actually replicating real life now. Like So I played you know, The Sims 4 on PC. Probably way better. Uh, it is, but yeah. mine is also heavily modded. Oh Jesus, so now it runs like a slideshow. Uh, no, no it runs just fine. Okay. But it's a very di- it's very different from the out of the box Sims experience. That's fair. Uh, uh but yeah, I played lots and lots of hours of The Sims 4. That's good. That's good. But did you find it replicating real life at a certain point? 
I like actively avoided that because that's my experience with other Sims games. So I like actively avoided that happening. That's fair. That's fair. I, I just thought it was really cool because I didn't think my career could be feasible in a game like that. Mm. And they totally put it in. Although nothing's about podcasting. It's always about right. programming. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll take it. Yeah. That's close enough. Um, so yeah, trying to get the trophies in that surprisingly okay. takes a while. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I never thought of The Sims as like an achievement hunting game. I know but. neither did I, but as so this is how I decide what game I'm gonna play on the PS4 when I'm with my boyfriend. Okay. So like I can work at to getting a trophy as I'm watching TV with him. Mm. So The Sims is a game I can watch TV while playing. Um, and the trophies in that are like max out an aspiration. Mm. I shit you not, these are trophies. You you can get a trophy for um I think having sex with eight people. That's one. There's, which is awesome. It's I mean, not called sex. It's called woohoo. Yeah, you're right. It is woohoo, which you can woohoo in bed, woohoo everywhere. Mm-hmm. One of them's woohoo in a rocket ship. <laughs> and one of them is, I shit you not, woohoo with a ghost. I'm like, I need to get that one. I want that on my trophy record. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've had sex with a ghost. Let's fucking do it. So I'm working on it. I don't want to kill Al. So that's kind of, I don't want him to be the ghost. So I got to figure out what other character to create. Maybe I'll make some bear kill him. You know, this is starting to come off kind of weird. But it's for the trophy, I swear. So uh, I uh, had a mod that allowed for uh, polyamorous relationships. You can do that in this game. Can you? Yes, I think. I think. Which is awesome, actually, because polyamorism is a real thing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so that was the interesting thing for me, is watching uh, who mischievous decides... Uh, Sims Mischievous, uh-huh, uh-huh. who Sims Mischievous decides to invite into our bedroom, uh-huh. was very interesting to watch. <laughs> that That's awesome, but I feel and like... And then I would be like, hey, assholes. look what you did. She's like, god damn it. <laughs> that, that's just guilt. That's just fucking problem starting. <laughs> fucking look what your avatar did to me. No, it was like, hey, look what you did. Look who you're woohooing. Uh, and okay. she's like, ah! <laughs> I got you, I got you. Um, But overall, I'm going to keep playing it, let you know if anything interesting happens. Uh, and that's it. Um, that's it for my recents. I think we're ready for news. Yeah. How much? Do you have a lot of news? I do not. Okay. Well, hang on. I to what? Uh, your pants. Uh, I I, I have... went for the shirt. It's too late. So, uh, a lot. Uh, we've talked about the Cowboy Bebop, uh, live action series that's coming out from Netflix. Well, the two screens we got, but yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, we've had a few more now. Okay. Oh, we've actually seen uh John Cho shirtless. Okay, because it you know the scene from I think it's episode one or two where he's a uh, fight where he's doing like oh he's sparring the the training dummy, right? But on the list of priority of things I want to see, I'm just saying. Can that's I see there. the bebop? Oh, like, can right? I just see the fucking bebop? No, by I this think they're point? gonna. Like... I, th- I think they want to reveal that in the actual show. <laughs> Why? Same thing with the shark fin and all that shit. I fine, fine, the but hammerhead, that, not that's the a fin. big swordfish and the hammerhead. That's a very big aspect of the show. That like in terms of a cast, the Bebop is a character in the show. I I, I if you say so. I think I mean it does enough to warrant it being a thing that's reoccurring. I mean, you know I, I mean? would argue like the swordfish is almost more iconic than the Bebop, but ah, well, they work in tandem. I guess. I want to well real quick. You can't I have that know. without the fucking yeah. Bebop I want to know if they're gonna have if they're gonna do a live action version of the toys in the attic episode. No, we're getting mushroom samba. You think? I think we're getting mushroom samba. That's a very easy story. It's self contained, and you're done. 
I don't know. I, I but I, but Toys in the Attic is like one of their most celebrated episodes. Though. Am I? I'm, oh no! I think I'm thinking about the wrong episode. What do you? What the do you... one with the red eye drugs. Oh no, that's episode two. That one I think is going to be the one, just because it's the easiest well, to adapt. Well, it's yeah, for sure. But like, no, Toys in the Attic is the one with the mold in the fridge. That yeah, like... yeah, no, I know that one. Yeah. Okay. Which one's Mushroom Zamba again? I don't remember. Fuck! I know that's a really good one too. Is that where they all get drugged? I don't remember. Ah, anyway, right. great series. This is all far from my point. Yes. Um, I would like to address a loud minority of the Cowboy Bebop fandom. Okay. Uh, this is the same. These are the same people that don't like Ray from Star Wars for no other reason other than she's a girl. These are the same people that you'll. I'm just having trouble connecting this to Bebop. But sure, go ahead. Well, there's a lot of people complaining about Faye Valentine. Because the actress is too short. The actress's wardrobe doesn't match the original series. The actress isn't curvy enough. All right, all right. Listen to me here, okay? All right? I just got done looking at the Resident Evil picks. Uh-huh. These are close enough. Like, okay. these outfits are close enough to where they at least tried. Oh, I got you. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if I agree with that argument so no, much. No, I don't agree at all. Like, what the fuck did people expect her to wear? Like, they really expected her to wear, like, what Faye wears in the show? And I said it before, there's not, there's, it's not impossible for her to wear it for a second as an homage somewhere. Maybe, but, like, so people are like, cosplayers wear it, and I'm like, yeah, cosplayers don't have to do fucking stunts. You can't do stunts in that outfit. You cannot, it's impossible. It's fair. But... She, uh, the actress, Daniela Pineda. Okay. Which, by the way, a Latina playing Faye, I'm here for it. Uh, but she came out with a video where she kind of addressed the fan criticism. And she's like, actually, they tried to put me in that original outfit. But it turns out that, like, tissue paper doesn't stand up to stunts very well. Uh, we tried various versions, and it all just kept getting absorbed into my various crevices, never to be seen again. Because you need so much <laughs> boob tape, like yeah. to even get it working. Uh, but she came out with this very sassy video, which, in my opinion, only made me more excited for her to be Faye, because I feel like Faye she herself, had, uh, yes. she's sassy as fuck. Uh, but like a lot of fans were like, "Oh, she's being super disrespectful to the fan base." Uh, she actually just gave you a very frank answer that was and very the fan direct. base is literally criticizing her on her body. That's a little bit, yeah. I don't like, know. we haven't seen any part of her performance yet. We haven't seen any lot, like, footage of the, of the series. No, they're just assaulting this woman based on her body. But is this not, okay, because I was confused when you brought up Rey from Star Wars, because that was more of like, oh, she's in uh, Mary Sue, and I'm like, that, Faith, well, actually, Faith, that's, wow, I didn't even think about that connection, but we're not going to get into spoilers. Uh Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But that's interesting. Uh, But no, but there were people criticizing Rey before the movies we ever saw a trailer for the movies. Fair. Yeah, It's those same people. Like, fucking let the, leave the actress alone, man. Fair. I will say, uh, the creator of Cowboy Bebop, Watanabe, uh, he's had some choice words to say. He hasn't really come out one way or the other whether or not he supports the series. Uh Uh, He just said that he saw it and he gave them some notes. And his enjoyment of the series will depend heavily on whether or not they ignored him. They follow those notes, yeah. Right. Uh, But he says at the end of the day, it's not up to him. It's up to Sunrise. 
the production company that owns Cowboy Bebop. I was gonna, but I thought he was being poetic. It's up to the sunrise. It's up to the sunrise. No, it's up to Sunrise, the production company that owns Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Uh, but nonetheless, get off her shit. Uh, to some lesser extent, they're also giving John Cho some shit because he's a little older than they than Spike. And he's not as tall. How do you know how old Spike is? And of course, they're giving... I can't remember his name right now, but the actor playing Jet because he's black. I, I, Jet's not black. Jet's a fictional character. Who was, by the way, in my opinion, in the series, he was black as heck. That's, that's, <laughs> no, wait, I said that last episode and you guys disagreed no, no, no. with I me. I don't mean his color. I don't mean his skin tone. Oh. I mean him. Well, but that also aligns with what I said. Sure. Because I thought he was just a black man. Like, that's I fair. didn't think that was, anyway, it did, I still don't think it's a big deal. He looks no. the part. Yeah, like, I think exactly. he looks great. Again, since I brought it up, do you mind if we sneak in the Resident Evil movie pictures in here? Sure. Because it's, it's kind of the same thing. Go for it. it, it it's very hit or miss with the character design. So we've so far seen only a few things. We've seen um, Lisa Trevor, who's by far the best designing thing in this whole thing, weirdly enough. Um, Leon and Claire. Yep. And Jill, Chris, Wesker, and Richard Aiken. Right. Not Barry or Rebecca, but Richard. Yep. Interesting. He's not part of that Bravo team, but... We'll just keep moving. Or Alpha Team, he's part of Bravo Team. In any case, that's not what's important here. Um, what's important is that Chris is wearing his green vest, white undershirt. He looks the part. Uh, Wesker, he's got the black vest, the blue undershirt. He's missing the sunglasses, right. which, come on. Like, I get it. You don't want it to be too cartoony, but that's a very big character I know, thing. but it is very cartoony. He can take it off, but I'm just saying, like, it, maybe he does. I'm sure at some point you're going to see him with the sunglasses on. I, I would at least like to see it for a second, because that I, is a I big part of his character. You, I guarantee you it's going to happen for a moment, but I, I, he's going to take it off promptly, I assume. If if not, I still think it's, it is it is a reoccurring thing in every iteration of this character. It's kind of weird to not have I it. I get it. And it's I feel a little bit more strongly about this than I do Jill's beret. Because okay. I would love to see Jill's beret. I think it's a great part of her design. And look, I understand why they don't have the giant shoulder pads. <laughs> Makes no sense. Fine, whatever in the movie. But a beret would have not been a bad touch. And I don't know. My main problem with her is not even like... It, it's that the outfit does not recall Jill to me at all. It just looks like a standard SWAT outfit I get that. to me. And that's but the only downside But here's the problem here. with the beret. Is the beret doesn't associate with American audience. Because in Japan... Police wear berets. Um, okay. In the United States, they do not. But we have the green beret. That's, we not, have... that's not police, though. No, I know, but it's supposed to hearken to, like, elite squad. That's why it's stars. She's SWAT, though, more than anything else. But it's it's a Japanese man's idea of the SWAT team in America. So he, he puts in some military stuff in there. Well, no, but that's what their special force... Like, their Special version. tactics and rescue service. No, yes. I know, but I'm saying in Japan, their version of SWAT wears berets. Okay, if that's true, I didn't even know that. Okay, yeah. all right. So, like, again, that beret, like, it associates with, like, Japanese audiences see that and go, police. Okay. American audiences see a beret and it looks out of place on a police well, officer. The reason why I thought the connection was the green berets, because right. nowhere in the RPD station is anyone wearing a beret. Mm. It's literally just the elite squad and they have like big military right. weapons. So I, I took it as the predator reference it was. Okay. All right. And then moving forward. But um, regardless, in terms of the designs, uh, Chris looks great. Again, Jill, that was the one problem I had with her. Maybe the beret also helped with the haircut. 
because you sure. stick the long hair in the beret and it helped make the effect. But whatever, we can move forward for there. The one of the bigger problems I have is actually Leon. Okay. It's again, it's not Wait, his actor. Did you just talk about how he good, looked good? Oh no, that was no, Chris. That, that was good. Chris. Chris looks great. Oh, what's wrong um, with Leon? It's not his actor, so don't even get on my case there. Okay. It's that the outfit itself does not look like a movie rendition of the RPD. It looks very plain. Mm. He's again, a lot of people brought this up. He has a lot of stubble and his hair is unkept. And if you're, if it's your first day on the job as a rookie, no matter who you're fucking right. race, gender, whatever, you have to look clean cut. Right. And if it feels a little bit out of the loop, I don't know if they could. And this is very easily fixable things like this could easily be fixed immediately. But I mean, you know what? We're not going to have a Superman mustache scenario where we got a CG that shit. I don't know. Claire looks great. I would like her to have a ponytail, but whatever. I guess we don't need it. It's just why? 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 Either way. Either way. That's where I am now. So in terms of expectations for movies, adaptations, I feel like Bebop is way closer than anything the RE movie is giving us so far. So that's it. Yeah. No, I agree. I, honestly, that's really the only thing I have to talk about news. The only thing I really care about is the, uh, the, the Rocketeer is getting either a sequel or a remake or something there's a lot on of Disney+. Love for, Plus. There's a lot of love for that movie. It's a great movie. I've never seen it, obviously, so I'm just it's like... It's really good. And I think it still holds up. I mean, it's only from the 90s. But uh, you should watch it. It's very good. It's mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Um, but they have... Uh, I think it's going to be a series or a sequel movie. I'm not sure. But uh, some people online are complaining because The Rocketeer is being played by a black man. Oh, my God. Uh, <sighs> like... There's something to be said for wanting to see an exact replica of the game in a movie, but there needs to be a certain, like... This isn't a game. This is just a series. Well, I'm just... Well, me, I'm very game-centric in my head, but I'm just saying, like... There are certain scenarios where it really does not matter. Yeah, and, and agreed. And if you've seen the rendition that actually looks accurate in previous iterations, it's all the more reason to try something new. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. But that's really all I have to talk about. My main issue in the news today was the Bebop thing. Okay, fair enough. I got plenty of news, so Go don't worry. Um, Monster Rancher is coming yes! to the Switch. Yes! Yay, it's not a remake, but at least we're getting Monster Rancher 1 and 2 for the Switch. Okay. So that's fun, actually. Um, moving up. So James Gunn. Uh, you know, we actually just talked about him on our episode about the Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, he was inspired by Lollipop Chainsaw for the Suicide Squad's uh, Harley Quinn scene. Yeah, the the hallway, the prison the hallway. hallway scene. Uh, which, by the way, apparently he was a co-writer for, for Lollipop Chainsaw. Lollipop Chainsaw. Okay. Which is fucking wild. Sure. I mean, it makes sense why he knows about it. I guess now, like, it's a bit, bit of an obscure wild. Game. Yeah, but either way, uh, Suda was like, oh, thanks, James Gunn. Yeah. So, yeah, and more on Suda. Go go out there and play the demo or buy No More Heroes 3. Fuck, actually, no, go buy the first one first. <laughs> it's on the Switch. Play the first one. Don't get confused. Moving on. Um, I need to talk about this. Do it. <laughs> For the past four decades, yes. we have not had a new album, but... It has just been announced today, this morning, that ABBA is going to make a new album. I'm sorry, what? Fucking ABBA is making a, yes, give me a man after midnight, money, 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 ABBA, Mamma Mia. Like, I, I I look, there's a good chance it might not be as good, but you know what? ABBA's a fucking good band. Mamma Mia did not do do it justice for me. They're icons. They're great. But come on, man. I'm 
I'm kind of nervous, yeah, but why not? Why not? It's not like they have, unless they're coming out with like a metal album and you're like, I mean, oh, look, okay. man, Cher <laughs> is still touring, so why not? Exactly. So we'll see. We'll have to look out. But how crazy is that? Four decades later. That's nuts. Anyway, yeah. so the last thing on my news is going to be a little extensive, but um, I'm, I'm going to do my best to blaze through it. So I found, oh, right. <laughs> I found a very, very interesting list the other day. Would you like to hear what this list is? No. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Our next segment. (laughs) No, fuck you. Uh, So it turns out that someone online composited a list of all the cut characters or planned characters Uh for for Marvel versus Capcom three, Ultimate or otherwise. So um, they give you a list, and they also tell you why they weren't included. I love going on, like, cut content dives. Oh, my God. And this is one of the biggest ones because I love Marvel versus Capcom. So I'm going to give you lists of characters. All right, and you tell me which one you want to hear why they weren't in the game. Okay. Because I'm not going to be able to go through all of them. Do it. All right, so this is the Marvel side to get you more interested on the get-go. Cool. Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. Why? Really? Already? Yeah. Okay. That's Um, one of my favorite Marvel characters. Sure. Since his board couldn't properly be incorporated into the engine, he fought without it. However, he looked too similar to Iceman, so he was cut. Oh, I could see that. But how could you? No, I don't. How can you not get his board in the engine? Oh, it's just a shape with a flat texture of gray. But it's gray. getting it to work like mechanically. No other character moves that way. I guess maybe he could just be on foot with it, like a surfboard. That's like weird. I don't know. Whatever. Moving on. The Fantastic Four. A lot of people know why they were. They just put Super Scroll. So, right. um, the Thing. Same thing. Uh, Human Torch. You already said Fantastic Four. Oh, because they were all going to be one character. Ah, uh, that's weird. Anyway, Doctor Octopus, Miles Morales. Oh, why? And this just, is way before the movie. Just because too similar to Spider-Man? Uh, Miles Morales, there wasn't enough time to even begin development. Oh, okay. So he was a late, late idea. Got it. So this must have been around... No, yeah. the Ultimate Force, this is a long time ago when this game came out. Like, I mean, way before uh, Multiverse. So, like, the big boom in Miles Morales was when Multiverse came out. You mean Into the Spider-Verse? Wow, you're so right. Into uh, the Spider-Verse, yes. Yes. Uh, that was the big push, and that I mean, wasn't even sure. Out yet. But Miles would have been a popular character since way before. Sure, that. this would have been a comic book, not uh, book. a book. I can't even talk. A comic pick, and not right. even something popular from the movies. I gotcha. So okay. moving on, Black Panther. Why? Was considered in the re-release, but cut for unknown reasons. Oh, great. That doesn't help. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. uh, Cloak and Dagger. Okay. Uh, shame. Oh, that's no. The guy was shamed that they weren't added. Sorry. Multiple Man. Why? This one was the best one. You remember me screen capping it in the chat? Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's a bit my bad. Uh, it's fucking... Uh, he was unable to work the multiplication power. Like, it broke the engine. <laughs> so, like, multiple man would break the engine, so we can't do it. So, whatever. Moving kinda, on. That's really funny. I think that's stupid. Why couldn't you do, like, four and that's it? Or oh, whatever. Rogue. Why um, not Rogue? Do you really want to do Why Not on all these? Sorry. Just that, like... Uh, go ahead, fine. Skip yeah, it. This is their reason. By the way, these are the reasonings they give. Uh-huh. These aren't even fan reasonings. Right. These are official reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogue, her suggestive personality, coupled with the nature of her powers, would have affected the age rating of the game. What? Morrigan. She was in two. Morrigan is in this game. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Isn't Felicia also in it? But she's. She's uh, accidentally kinky. Like, she's not. Morrigan is literally talking about fucking people. No, like, she's true. very... T- this isn't even a fucking, like, yeah, euphemism. She's a succubus. She's yeah, a succubus. Anyway, Spiral. 
which is a character from MVC2, yep. which is really good. Well, she was probably from the comic. Anyway, Psylocke, mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Woman. Okay, wait. Oh, fine. Go ahead. Well, her flight and electrical powers were too similar to Trish. Oh, okay. So, Squirrel Girl, Loki, Mystique, Vision. Why not Mystique? Mystique, uh, her most recognizable gimmick is to change appearance and, like Yoki, not good enough. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Apparently, they thought it wasn't good enough to just copy people. All right. To be fair. She'd be like Kirby. Who isn't in Marvel vs. Capcom. No, I'm saying she'd be MV. You know what I mean. Like, she'd have an ability from everyone, but that game is so fast-paced. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I guess it's true. I don't even know. Carry anyway, on. Vision, Blade, okay. um, Kingpin, Black Widow. <laughs> The Hood, Captain Marvel. Why not Captain Marvel? Uh, she was known as Miss Marvel at the time and sporting a different black suit, making it harder to distinguish her from Storm's appearance. What? Because Storm wears a black and yellow suit yeah, and she's flying at the same time, so they just thought aesthetic-wise. Okay. This is, by the way, if we didn't go into ones that you mentioned, this is an infinitely interesting list. So be sure to look this up. Also, that's a pun with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Moving on. Uh, Capcom characters. Many Darkstalkers characters were considered. Uh, John Telbane, Uh Dimitri Maximov. Uh They couldn't do it because they couldn't couldn't turn people into girls because that's one of his abilities. Right. It's very, very interesting. Um, Anita, no one knows who that is from Darkstalkers, which is with Donovan. They're two characters together. After those, anyway, Dead Rising's Chuck Green was going to be in the game. Okay, why not him? Too similar to Frank. Oh, okay. To be fair, yeah, I can see that. Um, Francisca Von Karma from Phoenix Wright. Okay. Thought a little bit too close to Phoenix Wright. And plus, we don't know how old she is, apparently. <laughs> so. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Monster Hunter. Like, just a generic hunter, which ended right. up showing up in Infinite. So this was something that they had right. in plan already. Uh, Folu. Do not. Oh, from Breath of Fire. Oh. And, uh. <sighs> this one hurts. This one hurts a lot, actually. Spit it out, then. Samanosuke. Oh. From Onimusha. Right. Couldn't do it because of the face actor. Because fu- you have Julia Voss. Because Samanosuke's face is based off a real model, like right. a Japanese actor. And they he will not give Capcom permission to use Samanosuke again. Or the way his face is. Huh. Which is weird because Capcom has Julia Voth, who's a model, to do Jill right. for, for the remake and all those, but... Whatever, I guess at that point they didn't. Uh, Mega Man X, because Mega Man was in there. Too similar to Mega Man. Too similar to Mega Man. Cat, uh, I don't know where she's from. Oh, Cat from Mega Man, apparently. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no, she's from Breath of Fire. Sorry. Gil from Street Fighter. Ingrid, because apparently the entire FGC hates her. Okay. Um, Red Earth. Uh, Mei Ling from Red Earth. Don't know who that is. Um, okay. Son Son from MVC2. Okay. Arita from MVC2. Um, Jean from MVC2. And Soki from Onimusha, along with Samanosuke. Okay. And that's everybody. So that those were all the possible characters if they kept going. Just I thought that'd be curious to bring up Silver for the Surfer's show. Silver Surfer is kind of a bummer for me. Yeah, and I still think it's weird. You could have worked in the surfboard, I feel. Just have them fly low. Yes. It really doesn't matter. But anyway, um, that's. Uh, do I have any other news? Let's see. Uh, nope, that's all the news I got. I think we're good, right? That's it for me, buddy. Alrighty, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and when we return, we'll come back with our Freaky Five Kingdom Hearts Worlds. Come on, let's get in the gummy ship! I gotta put it together first, sorry. Dude, so many hours. No, not for me. 
Really? My gummy ship was easy as fuck. One block, baby! <laughs> what? Hello, everyone. This is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, Adrian Mikewes, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group, the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks Facebook group. Be there, be square. So that, that was my idea. But also, I can't present Riku as a nobody. I just can't do that. He has to have one. Because he has a strong heart. The minute someone with a strong heart turns into a heartless, they have a nobody. That was the whole mechanic behind the nobodies. But you're right. I can't think of one. No. Um. Oh, that's right. He was never really a heartless. He was just in the darkness. <laughs> His heart never truly gave in to the darkness. So he never actually became a heartless. And therefore, he never actually no, became a nobody. that makes extra no sense because he had to give his heart to the darkness to gain control of them and give it to Ansem in the first place. So, nope. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't even... One second. Yeah, see, there, were, there are several characters who, like, got involved with the darkness but never became heartless as themselves. Like Maleficent, for example. Maleficent was fully in the darkness, but she no, but, but the she whole didn't become I, heartless. But the whole idea was that she didn't have a strong enough heart to get a nobody. Like only main characters. But get you have to become here. a heartless to get a nobody, right? And he, Riku did not become a heartless. I don't see the Maleficent comparison then. Maleficent didn't become a heartless either, right? But she never even had though she was to be up to the thing. Sure, but my point is she was involved with the darkness too. And that didn't turn her into a heartless by its very nature. But Maleficent was never possessed by Ansem. And the whole fucking first arc of right. Riku is they're tempting him into becoming Ansem's vessel. Right, I know. If he could just become the vessel, then they would have done it from the get-go. Right, I know. So there needs to be that... But they never actually succeed, though. I hate this. So what's the difference between my heart's possessed by Vexen. darkness and I become the... Vexen, by the way, is the closest thing he has to a nobody. It doesn't work it's, with the names. It's an Organization 13 member, but it's actually a copy of Riku, not yeah, as nobody. because it doesn't work with the name scheme. Right. So. Anywho. Uh, Neither does Namine, by the way, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> because nobody wanted to mention... All right, so we're going to be here forever for talking about fucking Kingdom Hearts. You know what? Welcome to the Fan Freaks podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> we're we're going to freaking go and settle this shit out. You know what? Let's focus on something more simple. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk about our Freaky 5 Kingdom Hearts worlds. That's a much, you know what I mean? I feel like we don't even need yes. to get into the complicated web of light and dark. Who does and does not have a nobody or a heartless or... How many different forms of darkness are there in general? Like How many Ansoms are there? Is Ansem his own grandfather? Let us know <laughs> if you want us to have a show literally dissecting this, because we will. It's a fun oh discussion. Oh my god. Because we just talked about how I just didn't understand like what they were... It's not consistent. I'm going to need, like, a whiteboard and, like, <laughs> laser pointer. We need, like, a PowerPoint ready. There's a few things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but, uh, what do we? you want to talk about what we're doing today? Yes, we are doing a Freaky Five Kingdom Hearts Worlds. Throughout the series, uh, throughout the series, you get to visit a variety of different worlds. Some are original creations uh, mm -hmm. to the Kingdom Hearts universe, but a lot of them are references to Disney properties. Right. And Final Fan... Nope, never mind. <laughs> Only references for you. Uh-huh. Sad. Uh, and, and in, in three, some situations... Yeah. yeah. And in some situations, um, the... What you call it? Sorry. 
uh, in some situations, when you go to said world, which I'm going to include as part of the reasons why I like the world, you get a character change. Yeah, partners. Yeah. Which is, uh, well, not just that. You get, yes, partners, but you also get, like, a physical change to your primary characters. Not not as much in one, but no. yes, you're right. But that's what I'm saying. That's one of the reasons, like, one of the, like a lot of mines are going to be from two, because I liked that when it was done well. Sure, and I agree with that. Uh, but... That's our list. Would you like to start us off? I would also just like to mention the partner thing was so great because it gave me a chance to swap out Donald. <laughs> no, I leveled the shit out of Goofy because Goofy was my bro. Okay. Donald, he was a little skittish with the heel, so I so couldn't. So <laughs> my favorite thing is uh, there's videos online of people asking the Donald actors at the theme parks, like while they're in the parade to or something. Heal them? It's like, Donald, why didn't you heal me? And, like, the actors have, like, caught on to it. They're all like, fuck you, man. Like, I would actively love it if Disney played into it. Like, part of their character building. Because what, what new character arcs does Donald got going on for him? Let's, let's mix it up a bit, you know? Yeah. So that's fun. Um, uh, actually, I mean, Donald's in the uh, fucking DuckTales show. So he actually has... Okay, oh, dark. shit. Okay, so he actually <laughs> is getting new stuff added yeah. to him. Cool. That's actually better than I expected. And actually... Uh, I think very vaguely in uh, DuckTales, they actually reference Kingdom Hearts. Shut the fuck up. At one point, he mentions being a wizard. Okay, that's great. I was about to say, I will pay good money for someone to acknowledge the crazy bullshit in the Disneyverse. It's a very, very minor reference, but it is a reference. That's cute. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, So you want me to start, you said? Yeah. Okay. So you actually brought up a really good point about player change models, player model changes uh, in the series. So my number five is actually going to be the Pride Lands. Ooh. From Kingdom Hearts 2. That's on my dishonorable mentions. <laughs> Interesting. I don't remember anything specifically about it I didn't like. Okay. So this is me just being really pedantic. Wait, before we get Really that, annoying. I'm sorry. Pride Lands is the Lion King world where Sora turns into a lion yes. to fit with the world. And Goofy turns into a fucking turtle! He's, his weapon is a shield. It's a turtle! He's a dog! They're already animals! I hate to break this to you, but Sora, like, the whole idea was that they were becoming uh, savannah animals. Uh-huh. You know what is, well, why, oh, he could have been a wild dog, like an African wild uh-huh. dog. Uh-huh. That would have been easy. Shit. Yeah. But how do you incorporate the shield with that? Or even a hyena. How do you incorporate the shield with that? Who fucking cares? I mean, he has to still have his weapon. Donald can still hold the wand as a bird. That's something else, too. He's already a bird. And they turned so him into something else. About this? Like, there's no ducks in the savannah. Actually. <laughs> but there are specific kinds of African wildlife that I thought they okay. were trying to hint to. Anyway. I get it. It just I bothered actually, me. Okay, no, that's, you know what? That's fair. I'm, I'm getting a little and bit too. And I also don't into... like Sora's li- uh, lion cub design. I'm sorry. This is the hill I die on, Dr. Rue. It's <laughs> turtle, go- turtle goofy. Carry on. Yeah. Um, no, but turtle goofy is definitely the one that pissed me off the most. It's fine. I mean, honestly, it didn't bother me so much only because I understood that they were African wildlife. And dogs play with frisbees. That's mine. So what's your number five? Anyway, so it, it didn't bother me so right. much. But I like the idea that they were consistent. One of the very few times that they're consistent that we cannot uh, inter- um, uh, interrupt the natural world order, which is Kingdom Hearts version of the Prime Directive from Star Trek. <laughs> so I think that's hilarious. And any chance to keep that up, I'm all for it. Sure. Um, so that's why it's number five, Pride Lands. Okay. Also just gives Simba a place to go besides being just a fucking summon. And yeah, uh, number five, Pride Lands. All right, what's your number four? 
Okay, so number four. Uh, this one's shown up in a few games, and honestly, it's the only avenue for my Final Fantasy characters. The Olympus Coliseum. <laughs> Gonna be honest, uh, it's a little frustrating. It's so scary, this place. A lot of the fights, you mean Sephiroth, I mean, come on. Sephiroth. Yeah. Who? Do you know who Sephiroth was voiced by in Kingdom Hearts? Uh, isn't it Lance Bass? It's Lance fucking Bass. Yeah. So I hope- We talked about this briefly before yeah. we started recording, but some of the voice cast still blows me the fuck away. So hopefully as we do this show and we get reminded of characters, we'll tell you some of this incredible cast that's in Hayden this game. Hayden Penetier is Kyrie, isn't she? Uh, and Hayden Christensen is Sora. Yeah. Like, and, and fucking David No, Bor not Hayden Christensen. Oh, you're right. That's fucking Star Wars. Uh -huh. uh, Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment. You're absolutely you. right. Uh, David Boreanaz, Angel is, is Squall. Squall. Yeah. What? And uh, Ren from uh, from Even Stevens is Yuffie. Oh, no. No shit. Yeah. Eris is Mandy Moore. Yeah. Th th do you hear this cast in the 90s or early 2000s? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is insane. It's wild, dude. Like, wow. Anyway, sorry. Uh, number four, Olympus Coliseum, which none of this was about. Uh, the actual <laughs> tournaments are a lot of fun. It's a good challenge. You always come back to it. It's reoccurring. Uh, a lot of fun, actually. Good story. Number three. Okay. Now, you're going to be surprised for this. But wait, no, hold on. No, no oh, okay, stop. sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Let's go back to Olympus Coliseum for a second. Okay, sure. Other than just the fact that it has the Final Fantasy character, is that the only thing you like about no, it? No, I just said that all the tournaments are varied and interesting. They're okay. challenging. Um, a bit repetitive, I'm not going to lie to you. But it it is something you return to like throughout the game. I think it's one of the better ones at capturing an aesthetic from the movie it's based on. I think they were pretty successful across the board on that. But yeah, well, I see that. It's just that Hercules is very, very stylized compared to like a lot of other Disney movies. But it's but it's only the Coliseum. The, right. the movie Hercules has right. so many varied locations. No, I know. But I'm you saying know? This Hercules has a very specific style. Like it is a little more surreal than a lot of other Disney movies in terms of how certain well, things are Well, because it's replicating um, yeah. Greek art style. I know, like the actual and fucking. I just yeah. think they did that really well. Sure. In the in the in the arena. I did want to see the waterfall, the mm. Megara waterfall. I thought that was a very key scene from the movie, but okay. all right, whatever, it's fine. Um, moving on, number three, Halloween Town. Yep. Slash, Christmas Town. Oh, okay. In Kingdom Hearts Two. Now, I know Dr. Root is going to have Halloween Town, so I thought I'd be different here. Okay. Um, so, I think I actually like Kingdom Hearts 2 iteration of Halloween Town only because it more accurately reflects the duality of oh, the movie. for sure. Yeah, because... 100%. You know, Halloween Town is cool in the first game, but you kind of, like, it's just Halloween Town. It feels yeah. like before anything really gets started in the movie. Like... A lot of the other Disney worlds follow the plot line of the film, just throwing Sora in. Right. Nightmare for Christmas was the only one where it's just a it's brand a whole new, new storyline. Yeah, yeah, just brand new. Now, do we know if Tim Burton was involved with that at all? So here's the thing. Tim Burton was barely involved with the Nightmare Before Christmas. So oh, that was mainly Danny Elfman. Uh, no. Well, Danny Elfman was the composer, but no, that's and Henry. And the voice Henry. of Jack. Yeah. But Henry Selleck is the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. Really? Okay. Yeah, literally all the Danny Elfman, or Danny Elfman, God damn it! all that Tim Burton really provided to The Nightmare Before Christmas was the original short story it was written on. Uh-huh. And that's it. In you know what? We should probably do more fucking you know why? PSAs about he that. He was making uh, Batman at the time. 
Oh, yeah, that's he true. He was literally on set for a total of maybe two weeks. How do you double fist OG Batman and Nightmare Before Christmas? I don't like that term in this I, context. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, oh, I just got two movies in yeah. the work. Two well, of the most prolific it. films of he all didn't. time. Like, oh, because he didn't. You're right. Cause that's it's the, the point. Other. He didn't. He was right. on set or involved in production for maybe a total of about two weeks. He showed up to approve some character designs. And he showed up a couple times during like filming, and that is it. It was really weird when um, Tim Burton kept on bringing up adding this character named Sora to the <laughs> plot, and we just felt like it was very out of place. He was like, "I'm just really into anime, you guys." Um, <laughs> but like, back so, to the point. So, as a Nightmare Before Christmas fan, oh, okay. it deeply bothers me, like how much this movie is called like Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. You're right. You're Meanwhile, right. fucking Selick is here getting no fucking credit for the shit. So I'm going to do what I did to my Metal Gear Solid V-Box. I'm just going to write directed by Selick. Yes. Just to sort of, because, you know, Konami tried doing that shit with Kojima. Yeah, man. Like, really. He really, like, deserves so much more credit than he gets for this. Yes. Because Henry Selick is iconic. But carry on. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I know we kind of went. I, I agree. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, But again, my major iterated points is plus... Um, it, it, sorry, not plus <laughs> my major point is that it more reflects the story of the movie It's more true to the themes of the movie. You still get Jack's arc in the movie. Um, if I recall, there's even some musical bits, but I don't recall if that's a real thing or not. I might've just dreamed that. Um, <laughs> uh, one other thing I'd mentioned about Halloween town, Christmas town is the fact that the outfit change still happens. Uh, Sora gets his goth uniform from the first game. So good. I love it. I wish I could cosplay it if it made a lick of sense. Um, and I've then, seen really good cosplays of it, but they're always women. Because it just takes a lot of effort to pull off. Um, and then there's that. And then what they did was, knowing that that one exists, was they gave him a Christmas outfit for for when he goes to Christmas Town. But not only is it just him in a you know Santa suit, it's a Halloween Town version yes. of his Christmas outfit. Yes. So it, it it added an extra layer that you still you are mean, someone right that came from Halloween Town to Christmas Town, and your outfit reflects yeah. that. That's that's good attention. Agreed. It's my favorite costume in the game. Which one? Uh, both, actually. Oh, just but together. Just the the costume design. Not only that, for Goofy and uh, Donald. Oh yeah, because it's for them too. Yeah, because Donald's little mummy uh, outfit is adorable. Oh, pumpkin nose with Goofy. Yeah, and Goofy's whole little Frankenstein thing, I think, is super cute. That fits him so well. Yeah, it's perfect. I yeah. the uh, I those are the I have two Kingdom Hearts Funko Pops or oh, yeah? two sets. And they're both they're both my number one and my number two on my list. You know who's a character whose design actually complements Funko designs? Tell me, Jack. Mm -hmm. His eyes are already there the are black so dots. So many, and they're so good. <laughs> All right, I usually I have, don't like Funko. I have uh, the scene of him and, and Sally on the curly hill. I'm very particular with Funkos. The eyes have to make sense. Yeah. Sonic with those eyes does not work. Okay. In any case, moving on. Uh, number two, Hollow Bastion. Yep. There's a lot to say in this, and God I hope it. I don't take everything from... Don't worry, I'm going to leave some stuff for you here. No, it's okay. Okay. Um, there's... Okay, spoilers for Kingdom Hearts 1 as well, in case you didn't know. Um, there's a lot of things that happen in this world, and you go through a lot of the game with not a lot of plot-significant things happen. Sure. A lot of just twirling mustaches uh, yeah, you know, um, that Dr. Root, I'm sure, is very you know uh -huh. comfortable with, and then they kind of run away, and then you do the Disney plot, and that's really the pattern of the game. But when you get to Hollow Bastion, shit starts getting real. Oh, yeah. The moment Goofy fucking dies, 
is when shit starts getting real. Yeah, man. He gets hit in the face with a boulder and he's dead for a few fucking minutes. And like, you think he's dead for a while. They play it like he's dead. Yeah. So, and now, of course. I also like die. the Beast's uh, role in Hollow Bastion. Oh, yes, yes. I think he like it, he, it was a good fit for that. It felt like they didn't really know where to stick him, and they actually managed... Well, I know where to stick him. But they managed to actually put him in... You think the Beast is hot? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. He's huge. And he's also just really gruff, and that helps. Um, in any case, I, I see what Bell's into here. Uh-huh. Um, I also got disappointed when he turned to a human. <laughs> in any case, sorry. But yes, he fits in with the narrative very well. And there's one scene, besides the place looking gorgeous, by the way. I didn't mention that. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's 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 such great level design. Did, did you look at that fucking heart portal? Did you see the colors in that fucking heart portal? No, I'm also a sucker for clockwork architecture. Oh, my. And this is just... Oh my god, like crazy. That's why like one of my favorite movies is 13 Ghosts. I have, you know I haven't seen it. Oh. And Bone everyone King. tells me to. I know. Bone King. I'm way off the mark on that. I always forget to. You're right. Well, you're the right. point is uh in 13 Ghosts there is a house that is literally a giant machine. Like cool. the house itself is a big clockwork machine. Is it moving and is it a castle? Kind of. It's, it's how like a mansion, but whatever. But but no, I yes, just but sorry, I'm a sucker for that aesthetic. No, like and I think it mixes our aesthetics because I love castles. Yes, me too. But like, I'm not so much on the clockwork, but it worked it in really well. So I I love this place. The one thing I wanted to mention, and which is the biggest spoiler, and the reason why I like this place so much, after the hard as hard as hard as hard as fuck Riku fight, um, Sora turns into a heartless. And it's a very smart and, and very cool decision to have you in an RPG, build, 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 and they take it all away yeah. when you become a Heartless. Not only are you just a Heartless, you're the shittiest Heartless. Yeah. Also, my favorite Heartless. Yes. Love that design. Um, but, uh, oh no, this, the suit of armor ones, I like those a lot. Oh, that's pretty good. They're too. cute. Anyway, uh, pretty much all the Heartless. But the little yellow eyes are adorable. They're all, yeah, very good reoccurring design. Um, feet. Our feature. So that whole thing about running back to Kyrie as the fucking um like small heartless having to run away from everything, you just feel like things are so different. I don't know. It's just the overall design of it, um and that whole concept of taking the power away from the player and then going back, uh and it, and it even becomes more of a heartfelt scene when you do reunite with Kyrie and it adds a lot of context to just their reunite. You're, Reunition. Reunition. They're reunition. Yep, they're reunition, for sure. So, yeah, that's my biggest part why I love Hollow Bastion. I dig it. So, that was my number two. Are you ready for honorable mentions? Uh, oh, that was number, yeah, that was number two. Yeah, already. we blazed okay. through this. Go for it. Okay, wow, we did blaze through this. Hopefully this isn't too short. Uh, I, can, I can fucking go further on any of these if you want. <laughs> uh, all right, so honorable mentions. I mean, expand on your honorable mentions a little bit. Sure. It's uh, just the two of us. That's fair. That's just fair. That's the two. It's a big reason why this is going by so fast. Um, all right. So honorable mention, Neverland. Um, okay. Main reason being, this is the only world where true flight is possible. Okay. Because everywhere else is glide. And glide's fun. Don't get me wrong. But this was where, oh my God, I can actually fly. And they, Kingdom Hearts 1 did such a good job. Like, and, and I did already complimented 2 for doing that. But the game 1 and 2 did a really good job of incorporating the story's elements into the gameplay. And the flying thing is a great element of it. Be the fuck careful and pick up those Dalmatians before the mini boss shows up. Or else those shits are gone until you beat that extra boss. And that extra boss is not easy. Right. It also looks super cool. Um, moving on. Uh, next honorable mention, Port Royal. 
the Pirates of the Caribbean world from two. Okay. I think it's absolutely hysterical looking at the crazy realistic Captain Jack Sparrow model next to next Donald and Goofy. Donald and Goofy in anime ass Sora. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I think it was so cl- it clashed so hard that it made sense in the narrative of we're going to other worlds. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that actually worked. Um, next honorable mention is end of the world. Yeah. Just, it's hard as fuck. And that's why it's not on my list, but fuck, is it pretty? So mm-hmm. many cool. It's like the ending segment of 10 final fantasy, not kingdom Hearts 10 final fantasy 10, um, where they kind of did a similar thing where you're just in abstract land. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's, it's always great when they do that. Here are my dishonorable mentions. Okay. And I don't worry. Uh, first up monstro. Fuck you, monstro. Stop naming your shit out of fucking esophagus and intestines. It just confuses me. Stop. Um, next up, Deep Jungle from Tarzan. Very, I'm sorry. I just get, the swinging's fun. Just get lost so much. Um, next up, Twilight Town from Kingdom Hearts 2, where you start that fucking prologue. It's gorgeous. Do not get me wrong, but it's just so long. And, and you're just so like, where am I? And it, I don't know. Moving on. Um, my other dishonorable mention, Wonderland. So many failed jumps. So many failed jumps. Uh, that's all I got to say for that one. And the last one on my dishonorable mention is 100 Acre Wood, which is the, uh, you know, Winnie the Pooh one. I don't know. You'd think helping a bear out between missions would be something I'm into, but wow. fuck, it's just so not. It's repetitive. I did not enjoy it. Anyway, so shall I tell you my number one? Yeah, go for it. My number one favorite world in Kingdom Hearts is Traverse Town. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going big and grandiose, but when I think Kingdom Hearts, I think Traverse Town. Okay. And it it, it, it gets this certain nostalgic angle for me because it's just like, it feels narratively... I love the concept of it. If your world destroys, you pop up in Traverse Town and you just become like everyone else. Someone completely displaced from their world and just have to try and make ends meet. Something about that really is interesting to me. And it also doesn't, it also helps that like all the Final Fantasy characters are here. You know, Eris, Squall, Yuffie, Sid, they're all here where they can introduce you to the world and whatnot. The town has a weird. Uh, elegaic aura to it. Elegaic. Yeah. Okay. Where it's just like the idea that some districts are literally overtaken by Heartless. So you get a little bit of like a zombie infestation vibe from all the different places that are locked off, but you're the only one that can go in because you're strong enough to handle it. And you even see someone get fucking murdered on the streets in the first game. They take that fucking lady's heart. And in the manga, she's a prostitute trying to fucking proposition Sora. I shit you not. Okay. Yeah, and that's the first heartless victim in that. Um, But anyway, I just, I really love the hollowness of it, uh, of Traverse Town. There's a certain feeling of emptiness. And and it's, it's almost romantic. The song is so sweet. You don't even get the impression that there is something wrong going on. I, I I don't know. I'm having a hard time picking the exact words as to why it resonates with me so well. But okay. something about the quiet vibe, even though it's it's overall a pretty hectic idea, like lost souls meeting up here, but it's somehow still calm. People are making it work. 
you know, until the Heartless showed up. So it's something about that. I would love to go to Traverse Town, provided the Heartless are gone, obviously. But, like, it's just so cozy, too. Um, it's really warm to me, and I really hope they bring it back in other games. I don't know. Is it in 3? Because I didn't play 3. Yes. Yeah? I believe so. Cool. One of the towns is in 3, and I don't remember which one it is. Because I know Twilight Town, is. it becomes a fucking simulation, yeah. and you can return to it at any point. But, like, I don't know. That is why I will pick Traverse Town for my selection. Okay. So, Dr. Rude. Your uh, dishonorable mentions is very interesting to me. Oh, a lot of my dishonorable mentions are on yours, huh? Number five, Twilight Town. <laughs> I, I understand it. I really do. It's... It is like, tra well, it's as close to Traverse Town as many yeah. of the other worlds are going to get. But, like, it has that same beautiful, beautiful vibe. But you really, you really, it's enough. The sidequest, the pro prequel, uh, prequel, the prologue was enough. Prologue it was fine. didn't bother me. I didn't, I don't. Getting like, jobs with, with Pence. But here's the thing about the, like, that's, I kind of like some original Kingdom Hearts content. Sure. Like, I like a lot of the stuff that isn't referential. Well, fucking Vivi and Seitzer show up. Sure, so I, I get it, but like and Cipher, like wow. there's ref there's references throughout the series. There's very little that isn't touched by references. This is not a Disney World, yes, right? Exactly, it yes. is not a Disney World, and I think it's gorgeous. Oh, I and I agree, and that's enough for me. Like, okay, I personally like the design of of Twilight Town more than Traverse Town. It's okay. It, 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 I don't know. It has a little bit of this air of mystery about it. Do you like day or night? Oh, well, yeah. That's, that's fair. really the biggest con contrast feature here. It's almost similar in terms of architecture. It's just, do you like nighttime aesthetic or day? I mean, yeah. So you're a day man? Ah! I'm a twilight man. Well, that happens during the day. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> Joke flies. Yeah, sorry. sorry, continue. Uh, but yeah, I like Twilight Town. I think, uh, mm. like I said, I actually don't mind the prologue stuff. Mm. And I think, that, uh, first off, it's huge. Yeah. And I kind of like that. I like... Ayo, I bet you do. There was a little bit more of an aspect of, like, exploring Twilight Town. Like, there is some more secrets to find in Twilight Town that I really enjoy. Mm. Like, it's more open to exploration. And I like that. Sure. Um, Even in the, the fucking mansion. This creepy yeah. mansion that's there, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so that's the main reason I have number five on there. Who voiced Roxas? Fuck, I do know this, but I forgot. I can tell you, I know. I forgot, go for it. Jesse McCartney. That's right, it was Jesse McCartney. Do you hear, like, out there, do you hear this cast? This never happens in video games. Yep. Ever. Yeah, it's super weird. Continue. Um. Anywho, number four. That's a surprise to no one, based on how much I interact I interacted with you in that part. Hollow Bastion. Nice. Yes, <laughs> I'm surprised it's this low, actually. Number uh, four. <laughs> you're gonna hate who beat it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I mean, I, I don't know if there's much else I can say here. Uh, I like. Uh, I, I I just the design of it blows my fucking mind. Well, if it, you want to talk about the clockwork angle, talk about the elevators. Oh, dude. Like, no, just all of that. All the mechanisms in that whole fucking level uh -huh. look so great. And also, the interactions you have with certain characters uh, are 
super fun and they fit and they're starting so square has such a good design team yeah it overshadows literally every other aspect of their games do you understand yeah it's that so sometimes i feel like square's design team kind of need like they at need least a, nowadays they need a leash like they need yeah. to be <laughs> restrained a there little are, bit there are six zippers on this character we need to start calming down and he goes i'm sorry what i'm gonna go design lulu with 50 belts now now that you just said that yeah that's 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 how Lulu happened, people. I'm, I'm just saying. And I I like how like they tried <laughs> to like kind of keep the fashion relevant in each game. Ten, they did not. No, no, no. In Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> okay. Because like, like I not. forget what the gimmick for the for the, the costumes was in in one, but then two was all zippers. Oh, right? the big shoes. Big shoes was one. Well, they always, they always have big But shoes. most of the characters that were designed from but the first game had big three shoes. But three went full plaid for everyone. Oh, that's true. Everyone was a hipster. That is the one thing I actually like about oh, no. three. I do too. I think their, I pla- think their plaid costumes look great. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. 100%. Um, <laughs> As I said, their design team overshadows yes. everything. Uh, also, uh, I like optional bosses. In Hollow Bastion? Uh, Sephiroth. In the Radiant Gardens. Oh, 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 that's, yes, you're right. That's right outside. I didn't even think outside the castle. You're right. But that is part of Hollow Bastion. That's in the Radiant Gardens. With the fucking 100 Heartless run. Yeah. Where Tifa shows up. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So, uh, that is number four, Hollow Bastion. Uh, So, number three. I absolutely love how she's like, does anyone see fucking Cloud around here? (laughs) Like, you know dude, girl, it, same. It's really weird <laughs> that Sephiroth and Cloud never really acknowledge each other. They do. Not really. Like, they don't acknowledge their history. They do. When you beat Sephiroth, uh-huh. Cloud jumps in. Yeah, I know. And he go and he goes. It's not a lot, mind you. But he's like, you will owe, uh, you'll never be a part of me. And then, and then Sephiroth is like. I don't know. I'm a part of you. It's the same shit over and over again. All right, man. Anyway, it's not a lot. So number three. I like surprises. I would like for them to bring up Shinra. That'd be hilarious. That'd be great. Oh, my God. Anyway, sorry. Continue. I like surprises. Uh-huh. So, for me, when I'm traveling from one world to another in my gummy ship, and a giant whale shows up in space and eats me, uh, yeah. I actually thought that was a pretty great way to get you into a level. I agree. So, my number three is Monstro. That's just getting into it. I also like the body horror aspect of the level. Oh my god. <laughs> because you are actively running around this creature's guts. But inside Jabu Jabu belly, it's not. What? Inside Jabu Jabu's belly, it's not. Like, what do you mean? it's so confusing to get around in Monstro. I mean, a little bit, but the I, I like the concept of it all. It's very, like, terrifying. Again, it also fits the theme of the movie extremely well. It very much does. And uh, it really has very little to do with what's actually presented on screen right. versus what it makes me think about. Like, the fact that this creature has all these heartless... First off, I like the concept that a level is also a character. Like, that's cool to me. Sure. But the fact that this creature has all these heartless running around inside of him. Wait, hold on. You like games that have the level as a creature? Sure. 
boy, do I have a series for you. It's called Silent Hill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Fair. Sorry. That is valid. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I dig that aspect of it. Like, I like just where it puts my mind. It also it harkens back to what you said previously, where you like original Kingdom Hearts content. Almost the majority of it is in confronting Riku. Yes. And it really doesn't have much to do with Geppetto and no, Pinocchio, or Pinocchio that much. at all. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't even really have a partner, do you? No, no, no partner character. You don't. Pinocchio as a partner <laughs> character, yo. You make him lie so his Jesus Christ. Don't, Sorry. Don't blow up my You make him lie so his nose grows, you can jump onto higher areas. <laughs> I would actually take that, because Monstro <laughs> is fucking rough with jumps, dude. Yeah, I dude. It I really is. Couldn't. Um, by the way, I just I just remembered. Uh, Cloud says, You are a part of me, that's all. And then Sephiroth says, I will never be a memory. And then they took okay. that line and repeated it every single time they ever meet up ever again. Okay. Sorry. Number three. So, no, that was number, number three. two. <laughs> again, we already kind of talked about it, but it's Halloween Town. I'm so sorry. I took it's a lot right, of It's all right, man. I get it. Uh, but yeah, it's one of two Funko Pop uh, Kingdom Hearts sets that I have, uh -huh. and it's that. It's the designs are great, everyone is characterized perfectly, and it's just fun to fucking ru run around Oogie Boogie's tower. That was the one thing I purposely did not mention so that you could bring up. I love running around Oogie Boogie's tower. It's Oogie one of Boogie's my favorite like layers that you come across throughout the game. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. In general, I think it's a great like, like. Both times it shows up in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, it keeps the energy up. It's also one of my favorite Keyblade designs. The Pumpkin King. Oh, yeah, King the Pumpkin King. Is yeah. dope as fuck. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to that say. That and Oath Keeper? Yeah. You got yourself some goth Keyblades. Right oh, yeah, there. for sure. Good shit. Um, but yeah, I love. Anyway, um, but yeah, of course, the little Hot Topic goth kid in me is all about Halloween Town. No, the Lock, Shock, and, and Barrel fight. So good. They worked in tandem like a like a classic Final Fantasy boss, you fuckers. <laughs> Sorry, I will not get over them taking out Final Fantasy out of three. No, like, I get so it, There's so much elements put in there. I get it. Ugh. It's fucking annoying. Uh, you could talk about Halloween Town does, like, the aesthetics no, super well. Not just the aesthetics. Like... like because even though you're right, because it is funny how, like, most of the other worlds are just Sora injected into the plot the of that movie. Story, yeah. Meanwhile, Halloween Town is like, nah, fuck that. Whole new plot. All original. Uh, Which is, did you know that there is a canon, at least so far it's still canon, but there is a Game Boy Advance Kingdom Up, Game Boy Advance Nightmare Before Christmas game that oh. is a sequel to the movie. Yes. And it is canon. It's on Xbox, too. Is it? Oogie's Revenge? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I have yet to play it. My, my, I have a mouse pad of it downstairs. <laughs> but yeah, no, it exists totally. Yeah, I, I have played it. But yeah. so this actually had a little bit of that in it, which was kind of cool. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I just, every, like, like seeing certain characters, like, I don't know, just get, like. Pulling the lever and it screams. Yeah. Like th little things. And, and it's, it's, it's different when, like, versus, like, let's say playing a Nightmare Before Christmas movie. Uh-huh. Or game. Uh, playing okay, a Nightmare Before Christmas game. Right. Versus playing as a character who is jumping into Halloween Town because that's much more, like, self-inserty. Uh -huh. You get what I mean? Sure, sure. Like, 
I'm Anime Boy Hero. Yeah, exactly. In. I am Anime Boy Hero and Jackson. Like it's so like. I, but think about it this way too. We we it's an interesting thing. I don't think anyone's ever brought up before. The whole thing that Kingdom Hearts One Nightmare Before Christmas has its own original story. Yeah. What's that story about? Building a heart. Oh yeah, that's right. This was the one time the Disney story was worked to fit in the Kingdom Hearts yeah. narrative instead of vice versa yeah, with that's the true. other ones. How weird is that? Yeah. Interesting. But dope as fuck. But dope as fuck. Absolutely. And it fit in super well. Yeah. One downside. I would have liked to see more of the denizens of Halloween Town. I agree. It's a bit empty. Yeah, it is. It's a bit it, empty. it is absolutely a bit empty. But I think that has a lot to do with limitations, which is another reason I was upset that of all the worlds mm. we fucking returned to in Kingdom Hearts 3, Halloween Town, super lacking. I never played it in 3, so I it's don't not. know. What do you mean? It's not there. Oh, it's not in three. It's not in three. Okay. Yeah. It's a fan favorite, you'd think. Uh-huh. But I guess whatever. I, you can't expect them to have the same Disney World movie in every game. I guess. But like, I love it, but you, you can't expect it. It's so... La- I don't know, man. Whatever. Uh, Dude, I'm you have, go- you're so many Pixar movies out now. that They only did like two or three. I think they only did one. No. Uh, Frozen, Toy Story, Big Frozen's Hero Six. Frozen's not Pixar. Big Hero Six isn't Pixar either. Really? Those are both Disney productions. Well, Toy Story, I know. Toy Story. So that's it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Is is Tangled? Nope. Also Disney. So they did all the the CG that weren't Pixar. Right. Interesting. Where's my Cars World? <laughs> Come on. Honestly, that would have worked great. Where's my Sora as a fucking vehicle? Sora as a car would have been awesome. Sora has to be a motorcycle. Oh my god, Goofy and and Mater would have been friends. 100%. Goofy would be a tow truck. Uh, no, he couldn't be a tow truck also. He'd have to be something else. He'd have to be something similar. Okay. Oh, oh, he's like one of those 70s vans with the shag carpeting. Yeah! Oh, perfect, perfect. We got this. So what's Donald? A oh. Volkswagen bug? No, a smart car. No. no. A bug? Like You said like a bug, like yeah. a punch beetle? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's cuter. And what kind of car would Sora be? Some like, motorcycle? Some hot rod motorcycle, something like that. I would just love it if he's just Fenrir from Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Just throw it in there. Who cares? Let people like me actually have something. Anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> my honorable mentions. Yes. Uh, Agrabah. You know what deserves an honorable mention? Mostly, I really like... So, that's something else. So, we don't talk about this a whole lot. But aside from the characters, every once in a while, the Heartless get region-specific redesigns. Oh, they all get specific designs. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like the ones in Agrabah. Ooh, bad statement. What? Do one of them. Remember the big belly guys? Usually I'd be okay with that. Uh-huh. But the fact that you can't hit them and it always makes you bounce back. You can't hit them. You have to hit them from behind. Um, I get it. But if you, you're you in a group of them. So I think it would be right up your alley. I know, Well, really, I'd be in the front. Anyway. Um, but no, if you're in a group with them, uh-huh. an errant swing just fucks up oh, your entire yeah. Thing. But That's that, it. That's it. But I think that was intended to like change up the pace Sure. No, combat. that was definitely intended. Yes. But uh, but yeah, I like the enemy designs. I like... Uh, and uh, it's... As much as, look, Robin Williams is my genie. Uh, We're going to talk about Dan Castellaneta, yeah. right? Yeah. I still think he does a good genie. He's the best replacement we can ask for. Yeah. Because, yeah, he, he he's trying. Yeah, agreed. 100%. I don't want to get into it too much. But, yeah, well, I think he does a great no genie. Because no one here is going to say he's better than Robin Williams. No. no. Not that it's even a competition. So No. But, yeah, I mean, he was the genie in in Aladdin 2. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he was the genie in the animated series. So he has prior experience exactly. playing this role. By the way. Talking about the voice cast for a second. Yeah. Do you know that the voice actress that played Alice 
was the one that played her in the original movie? No, really? Yeah, dude. Holy shit! Lady that's really was ninety two doing the voice in Kingdom Hearts two. Wow. Yeah, man. She uh, admittedly not a lot of dialogue, but enough to matter. Like, like still, okay. that's a. I think that's super cool. Oh, do they have footage? Of them approaching this 92-year-old <laughs> woman talking about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> this is a game about people fighting with... You know, forget it. I'm yeah. not going to talk about keys. Just um, say these four lines, <laughs> Just please. say these lines, please. Dude. But yeah, ugh. like, I think that's really... Honestly, a lot of the Disney princesses are still played by their original voice actresses. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I actually really like that. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that. That that. that uh, there's a few exceptions. There was a, a, a very specific attention to detail with voice casting. Yeah, this isn't something that they just said. Oh, I'm gonna pick popular people. Yeah. That someone specifically chose these people yeah. and had the budget to do so. And like, who would have <laughs> ca- like, who would have thought to cast fucking Jesse McCartney as a voice actor? No one. But he was. He Hayden Panettiere as a voice actor. No, she was just the cheerleader. Fucking Mandy Morris, Harris. I still yeah. can't get over that. David, I can't. It's awesome. Mainly the Final Fantasy um, people. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> uh, next up on honorable mentions uh, is the fucking... Oh, my God. What? I've lost it. Oh, no. Uh, what game? Uh, it's, 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 it's... Stop. Oh, sorry. Wonderland. Thank you. I know you don't like it. Oh, so this is honorable mention. Yeah, this okay. is honorable mentions. Okay. So here's my thing, and I've talked about this on the show before. Uh-huh. I like, and I know this is a thing in the movie, so it makes sense that it's in the game. I like level design that plays with scale. Okay. And that's a thing in the Oh, in, most definitely. And I like that. That's fun for me. Sure, but when it changes the scale and then rotates and then flips. I and love then it. I love too all much. of that. St- like in tandem, calm the fuck down. Oh, like it's, I love it so, And then jumping, so, so much. the mushrooms, it's just too much. And... uh you want to know something funny? Yeah, I do. Um, there's a boss in that level that's uh-huh. completely skippable. The juggling guy? Oh, yeah. That's an optional boss. You beat him, you get the blizzard spell. Yeah. Guess who got all the way to fucking Hollow Bastion <laughs> with Blizzara and Blizzaga and being like, where the fuck is this blizzard spell? <laughs> Why didn't I get this? It was there. Yeah. I beat this boss in two hits. That's very funny. It's, it's Yeah. But that's cool. So wait, so you went back to I it. I went back. Got the blizzard yes. spell. Because <laughs> I looked it up in the strategy guide, which I had. And I got was like, it. oh, what the fuck? So, All right. Anyway. Uh, and, oh my God, I forgot what it's called. Uh, the original world, the uh, the end one. Destiny Island? No, the end one. The one that's world called. World Ends With You? The World Ends With You. No, okay. that's not what it's called. Or The World That Never Was, because there's two. The World That Never Was. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the World That Never Was, I think also, it's an original It's an original Kingdom oh, Hearts piece. no. Wait, one or two? Because one is end of the world. No, it's two. Okay, so that one is the world that never was. Yeah, the okay. world that never. It's definitely the world that never was. Not the end. Of uh, the world ends it's, with you. Uh, again, it's an original Kingdom Hearts piece. Yes. And I, I like its design. I think it's very cool. It's the same That's reason why it. end of the world is on mine. It's yeah. just these gorgeous visuals. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and for dishonorable mentions, go ahead. No one honorably mentioned Destiny Island. Eh. It's cute. It's on my dishonorable mentions. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Monstro made it to your list. But... Yeah, I fucking hate Destiny Island wow! so much. Oh, okay. All right, sorry, go ahead. Oh, actually, in number one, does the fucking stained glass bullshit you go into have a name? Yes, Uh, it's called Deep Drop. There you go. Or well, Deep that... Dive. Deep Dive. Deep Dive. So that would be in my honorable mentions also, just because oh. I... 
What? Oh no, I I go. I just think I had the song playing oh, for a yeah. second. I was like, oh, 100%. oh, it's so good. That choir. Oh my yeah, god, it's great. Uh, I love like that stained glass aesthetic. I'm here for it. Oh, uh, this yeah. all mentions. I already mentioned it. I don't like the Pride Lands. Uh, I just don't. It's not for me. Just the translation of Donald and Goofy, really. That's that's really it. Uh, he got to be a lion. <laughs> oh, really quick. Honorable mentions, since I'm shitting on Kingdom Hearts 3 so much, I actually like the Toy Story uh, part of Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. Uh, also, it gave us a mech battle in Kingdom Hearts, which is really fun. You know what you can find in that same Toy Story you do the mech battle? What? You find a figurine section. Yes. For Final Fantasy Dissidia. Fuck Fuck you! Hey, see, it does have Final no, Fantasy. You can go fuck yourself. You imported player models from the from Dissidia NT of all games. Yeah. Did not even su- fuck you guys. Fuck you guys <laughs> so hard. Fuck! How dare you stand there with your summons and expect me to not want uh-huh. Final Fantasy? You. Bitch. I like that they like they thought. Oh, this will be enough to make the Final Fantasy fans happy. No. Yep. Not not even any new summons. They're yep. just the ones from Dissidia NT. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, and I know this is about levels, but I feel like the levels and then Sora's costume changes kind of go hand in hand. Well, uh, sure, yeah. So, in Dishonorable Mentions is also the Monster Factory from Kingdom Hearts 3 from Monsters, Inc. Oh, I don't even know I what they look like. I hate Sora's design in that. It's so stupid. Oh, he looks like Sully, doesn't he? But just black and red? No, kind of, but he, it's, I, he, it's, it's like... Oh, he's no like one's got a- one eye... He's a Cyclops. Oh, okay. Uh, I like Donald's design, actually. But yeah, Sora's design pisses me off. Anyway, on to my number one spot. Number one. Space Paranoids. I should have saw this coming. Uh Uh-huh. It's one of my favorite Keyblade designs. Uh Uh-huh. It's one of my favorite costume changes for the crew. Mm-hmm. And I f- and similarly to uh to your Pirates of the Caribbean thing, it's funny. The seeing, contrast, yes. It's funny seeing them run around with these hyper realistic characters. Yeah. I mean, I I uh I fight for the users, and you're, it's like oh. <laughs> you're a program from Japan, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, like that kind of shit. I fucking love it. Yeah. And I have the glow in the dark Funko Pops of that set also because uh-huh. I think a. They did a great job with, like, the neon design of it all. Oh, they captured the 80s aesthetic of it perfectly. uh, Don't get me wrong. The grid from... I was going to bring this up next. How do you feel about the remake version of it? Uh, The costume designs, I think, were actually even better. That's because I like the costume designs of the remake. It's not the remake. It's a sequel. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a a long sequel. Yes. Yes. Uh, But I actually like the costume designs in that movie, I would argue, almost more. Sure. Uh, But... Uh, the game that it's in is, you know, not our favorite. Yeah, exactly. We'll just say that. Uh, and I like, I like Sora. I like the level design. I like the way you interact with the these Tron characters. Right. And I also really, really love the enemy designs. Oh, that's true. They have really cool enemy designs too. Yeah, They're all neon dude. and shit. Fucking awesome. Yes. Um. But yeah, I mean. So, for me personally, I am a really big Tron fan. Okay. Like, I can get, I can have a several hour long conversation about Tron lore. Tune in for the Tron episode, I guess, at some point. Bro, I'm so down. 
Okay. The Tron special. Let's do it. Wow. Yeah, if there was a movie, yeah, I could do that. Uh, huh. Anyway, sorry, moving forward. Yeah. Uh, so, like, so as a kid who, like, I was the only, like, I could never talk to any of my classmates growing up about Tron. Uh-huh. Like, that was not a conversation I could have on the playground. You get me? Yeah, I guess it was a little bit after their time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1979. Yeah. So, when I play Kingdom Hearts 2, and I see this fucking Tron world come up, and I know that, like, oh my god, so many millions of people are now going to get introduced to Tron for the first time. And that's how the sequel happened. Ba- honestly, I'm sure yes. it had something to do with it. Yes. Because, like, fuck, man. Like, that that felt so good from just, like, a Tron fan There's aspect. two aspects of it I'm waiting for you to bring up. Go ahead. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. One, you can fucking light speed race yes. in this. Like, in the bikes. Yeah. That is a mini game you can do in this. Yes. It is fun. It's awesome. It, it's not like the Winnie the Pooh ones where they're not fun. These ones are fun. Like, these ones are actually really fun. So I recommend them. And the second one, just because I'm a stickler for audio design, this place has a very oppressive ambience. Yes. Which is so different from anything else in this game. And it really sticks out. Whenever I go to that world, I feel like I'm in that very hazy it feels like you're in the movie like yeah. that dark haziness of the movie because tron is not a very bright world no it's it's very dark and it is like, with the exception of the neon it's dark as fuck right but that that's the purpose it's yes. to make the neon be more effective exactly so like it it just it even accomplished that dr rude in the audio design oh yeah so that's impressive agreed no 100 percent. and i also just again like the fact that you, first off, Donald's dumbass accidentally transports you there. Sure. I love the way you f- kind of fall into uh, the grid, if you will. Where is, isn't it in the castle? It's, it's Ansem's computer. In Ansem's computer. Yeah, it's a copy. Isn't that where also Recoded takes place? Yes. So there's just two the desktop icons. Yes. <laughs> Strong. Spaceparanoids.exe. Yeah. Uh, recoded. And, and fucking Sora's Adventure.exe. Wow, I never thought about that. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, and then you immediately get there and Sark takes you to the pit. Yes. Like, I love that so fucking much. What's the name of the... Was that... That's not Sark. The Sark. No, Wait. the head. Oh. Because uh, you fight him. Sar- it's not Sarge or no. Surge. Oh, God. Did I ruin this? I'm sorry. I, uh, like, uh, it's, it's stuck in my brain now. I only remember him um, from South Park 2. Everyone, bring me macaroni art. What? You didn't see that where they go to the Jewish uh, uh, summer camp? No. <laughs> He's Moses. What? They made Moses the giant orange face from Tron, and he has everyone make macaroni art for him. As str- This is, you know, now that I say this out loud, <laughs> this is a little bit random. But isn't he like the program or the master program no, or something? he has a fucking name, and I can't, like, it's, it's it, whatever. The point is, you can look it up. Go for it. Okay. All but right. You keep just, talking. Yeah. I'll find as, it. Okay, like I said, as a, a, a kid growing up who was like master control program. There you go. Man, Sorry. We, go. Yeah, we, we got it eventually. <laughs> as a kid growing up who like, like I said, I, I was like a lonely Tron fan. Uh-huh. That's why this is number one for me is because like it was cool to like be so validated. Yeah. You know, it, it's a deep cut that actually got a lot of attention. Yeah. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm very yeah. happy with that. So, uh, my whole list. Yes. Going from five to one. Five, Twilight Town. Four, Hollow Bastion. Three, Monstro. Two, Halloween Town. And number one, Space Paranoids. That is a great list and very varied. You know what? Uh, I didn't actually go through. No, really go for quick. it. Hit me with your five to one. Five, Pride Lands. Four, Olympus Coliseum. Three, Halloween Town slash Christmas Town. Two, Hollow Bastion. And one, Travis Town. Yep. I think we picked the best worlds out of all of these games. Like, because <laughs> we are the best. Yeah, and I felt like we could have gone something like a little bit more Disney focused, like Agrabah. I love Agrabah, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't do as many new and interesting things no, as the other No, no, that's ones why do. it's on my honorable mentions. Right. Because what it brings to the table is, like, recogni- rec- like recognizable visuals. Right. And, like, nostalgia. And that's it. Nothing really new. Talk about docking, t- talk about um, doing something new. None of us mentioned Dishonorable or Honorable Atlantis, oh, which I've- is just all music. Isn't it like Atlantica or something like that? Atlantica, yeah, you're right. Well, actually, one had a stage, two was the musical. Because you'd return, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't really care. Yeah, I guess it never really was that. You know what's the best part about that? Slight tangent. Uh, The Japanese version of Kingdom Hearts 2 has Japanese voice acting, Uh obviously. So for the Japanese Disney characters, they recast everyone with Japanese voice actors. Very prolific ones at that. So the voice actor that plays Ursula is the same voice actor that plays Orichimaru in Naruto. Uh, she plays Ursula for all of the localizations uh, when they remastered the voice for uh, for the re-releases after the on okay. Blu-ray. I'm sorry, but okay, but I'm talking about uh, first off, it's a guy doing the voice. It's Orichimaru's oh, right. voice actor. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So he's freaking, and the reason why is they, I guess they felt like he had the proper kind of voice, and right. it worked. So that was cool. Oh. We get to hear him sing. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, but this is well, whatever. I'll talk about this when we wrap up the standards. The point. Why not? Well, someone recently passed away. Actually, very prolific actor. His name is Ed Asner. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't really mention that. I think we should. Oh. Oh, well, it's a little late sorry. in the show. I know, but he's the like. It reminded me because he's also <sighs> he he's done a lot of voice acting, specifically as like older women. Okay. He's the voice of Granny Goodness in the Justice League uh, animated series. Wow, yeah. nice. So it's really cool that, you know, that, that that he had that role for so long. Like, when I think Ed Asner, it's really weird. The first thing that comes to my mind is Granny Goodness. So, you know, it rest in power, brother. Yeah. yeah, but uh, uh, please, freaks, let us know what your favorite worlds in the Kingdom Hearts franchise are. And... You know, feel free to call us out on the fact that we're very focused on Kingdom Hearts 1 I and 2. I was just about to say, if you want to use the other games, feel free to. We're not no, going to stop like, you. No, like, honestly, like, please do. Yeah. Like, like please, please do. Because I'm sure there's things to enjoy and there's plenty of interesting worlds. It just wasn't for Bone and I. Right. So let us know on our uh, on Twitter. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. You can also find us on Facebook in the same name. And you can find me personally on Twitter at Doctor, that's D-R, Rude MD. And I'm at Bone King TV. Please, because I am not going to play through Dream Drop Distance to find out about Hunchback of Notre Dame World. <laughs> it is my favorite Disney movie, and it's in a game I will never touch. Yeah. Fuck. You won't even try the, like, modded version? It just came out! Okay. So maybe I can now, I guess. Do it. But maybe, maybe. I'll okay. think about it. Uh, shoutouts? Shoutouts. All right. I would like to go ahead and shout out to our Hunt Boys. Thank you guys so much for listening every week. Uh, that's Justin, that's Jeff, that is Scott, 
Thank you guys so much. My Dean, what? Oh, ex no, extra bonus for Justin, he, who let us know he really enjoyed the uh, case of episode. Indeed, man. Which really helps. We want to know if this is entertaining, so we yeah. really do appreciate that. Thank you. Indeed. Uh, my D&D people, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, and my sister Cheyenne, uh, you know, just knowing that, uh, that you know, they like my content. is For staying uh, amazing. Yeah, for yeah. staying amazing. Exactly. Uh, who are Adrian's shoutouts? Uh, he usually shouts out our robots don't age sister CJ podcast. And CJ and, and Cody and Kaylani. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Nicholas Uretic. Uh, Nicholas Uretic. Uh, uh, we pay attention to when he talks. We swear. Uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, uh, Jesus. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Apparently. Right. Uh, yeah. And I think that's pretty much it for the dude. Right. We, we're just the messengers. Don't hate us on this. That's we have right. to bring this message to you. So yeah. No. 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 I can. I can firmly stand with Jesus. To go fuck yourself. <laughs> so here's my thing. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to have a tangent for a second. Because you know what's one thing I legitimately don't find funny? Okay. Uh, memes about uh, fucking Full Metal Alchemist. What the... F um... Oh, with the dog and the... Yes. Yeah. I it Honestly, I really don't find it funny. Out of all the traumatic things that happen in that series, there's a no, lot to choose from. No, that's the one that from. really gets me. Okay, uh, And right. he constantly sends me fucking messages and tags me in memes. Of that shit. Just because you don't like it. So go fuck yourself, Jesus. You know what? Good job, Jesus. No. You got one fan praising your work. To, and it all no. makes it worth it. <laughs> Anywho, that's it for the shoutouts. Nope, not yet. For my shoutouts. Oh, okay. I thought mine not for the, the whole block. Shout -outs. Your shoutouts. Yeah, here too. comes mine. We got Beefy Sumo, Von Condersmite, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Lindsay Misleading, Boogle, CJ to DJ, Izumi Chenru, Megan Peepo, and Julian Lazar. Oh, and of course, our, Z our Zatana Zatara. I did, Lindsay Misleading. I know, but we, we oh, need to right. mention her as our local Zatanna Zatara. Zatanna Zatara, right. Yeah, L Lindsay Palmer. No, <laughs> I know. That was our rule. Anyway, we hope you had a good time, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, boy, I can't wait to go on this adventure with you. Uh, I'm going to do it by myself, though. You can just, you know, stay very far away from me. Don't let the anime kid near me. <laughs>